0: Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got
1: crazy! Is crazy? Yeah. It's showtime. That's
2: Alright, man fam, welcome back in. Summer movie season here. Mad About Movies podcast. And we're talking about a musical this time around this time last year it was hamilton time mm. i mad about movies podcast fourth of july rolled around planning What's on watching that
3: 2020 you know yeah great, i would say overall great
2: year honestly. overall i think we're in a better place <laughs> um but you know i'm planning on on digging into hamilton again this year with the fam make that a fourth of july tradition you know get patriotic but um maybe another tradition uh that we need to make annual is uh you know having Ellen on because, um,
1: uh, semi-annual.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been more than, uh, more than, more than annual, I guess, uh, at this, at this point. Um, but Ellen is here. Ellen. Hey, welcome.
0: Hey, excited to be back. It's yeah. It's been a while, you know,
2: it's been a while. And, <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, uh, Brian Gill, um, right. you might know him from, the show, the podcast you're listening to. <laughs> you um, might
3: know me from this. Yeah, yeah
2: hosted a little, uh, <laughs> uh, a few of the Man Fam, they uh, they went and saw this over the weekend, and you were there. You're from the DFW area, and, uh, and y'all were able to, to see it. So we thought we'd get, you know, more perspective on this movie, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we need more than just us most of the time. Um, we will not suffice, in other words. And so here you are <laughs> to, uh, to discuss this one with us, and uh, it's going to be awesome. But, uh, but yeah. So we'll start out, guys and girl, with uh, I guess we'll set the stage here for the for the past weekend. Are we doing this in rhyme?
1: Or I'm sorry, to
2: the <laughs> you can one. if you want, man. If you want to freestyle this whole thing, Richard. I know you've been working on your uh, mm-hmm. your Oak Lawn, um Broadway musical <laughs> on the uh, on the yeah. sounds of Oak Lawn and you yeah. know the uh, the yep. spirit. Mm-hmm. Excited about that. It's gonna be great. As for the
1: musical man,
2: yeah that's just so funny. I guess we could start there. I mean, just imagine you're with manuel Miranda like ten years ago, you know, and you're like, man, I'm working on this uh this rap about uh the sounds of uh of Washington Heights, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be big, you're like, okay, bro, you know oh and then by the way, my next thing after that it's gonna be about uh, Alexander Hamilton it's gonna be a you rap rock about, about Hamilton book. yeah okay cool bro yeah. <laughs> Sweet. And Have my fun third with that. one's just going
1: to be about yogurt.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. And somehow it's going to be the biggest thing of Greek all. Greek yogurt? No, no. Nope. just, just your plate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so amazing to me. Um, I guess it feels like every, I don't know, every 50 years or so, somebody like this comes along, you know, that's just able to kind of define a generation with. With songs, you know, Stephen Sondheim or, mm-hmm. I don't know, Walt Disney uh, back food. in the 50s, yeah. you know, uh, LMFAO Red when we, were, uh, when we <laughs> yeah. were in the 2000s, Red Foo. But yeah. Lin-Manuel.
1: Let's start a band, a new band called Red Foo Fighters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's just. No, we, we just, just don't like Red Foo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From LMFAO.
1: Foo Fighters song. That'd be cool. Uh, yes. I've got note. <gasps> That's not well, your worst idea, Richard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that. It's not your worst idea. You've had yeah. bad ones. That's I not like among the bad ones. Playing
3: some play in some like, cover band competitions with that. That's yeah. not terrible. That's not yeah. terrible.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> let me we try to get back play, on track. We're called the Red Foo Fighters. We're all gingers, and we only play LMFAO and Foo Fighters. That's uh-huh. right. And we're super redheads.
3: Yeah. <laughs> But it's very serious. We are very
1: serious now. <laughs> yeah, it. it is art. There's no, <laughs> no irony here.
2: that's uh, oh, right along there with our uh, cover band, The Magrubers, where we only <laughs> <the> cover <laughs> the MacGruber theme song in various styles. Right, right. That's all. That's it. We know one song. We can play it in different genres, but <laughs> right. that's it. Yeah.
1: But not regular. Yeah.
3: We yeah. will not play <laughs> That's that. the only one. <laughs> yes. yeah. it's very uh, Bobby Knight writer from Parks and Recreation.
2: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, um Woodman Well has certainly carved out a niche for himself and and it, and it seems like um he's untouchable at this point. I love what he brings to the table. It's such a unique voice and style. Disney has has figured that out. Obviously, they've signed him to an exclusive deal to uh, produce some some stuff for them and we'll see the, the fruits of that labor with uh I guess what is it, Little Mermaid and, and such coming out here pretty soon. Mm, yeah. And um i think it's a great a great pairing but in the heights guys this was very anticipated because um it's kind of the og like i said the og lin manuel property um the success of hamilton obviously i guess built this up in people's minds
1: i'm unfamiliar but go ahead
2: but but i was <laughs> i mean i got i was sort of unfamiliar with In the heights um the movie was announced. I looked it up, kind of looked into a few of the songs and things like that. It's like, okay, you know, that's, 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 that could work for me uh, in terms of what it's about and, and, and all that. I mean, if an Alexander Hamilton thing can work for me, I guess this can work for me. But so the anticipation was there. And we'll start with, I guess, the, uh, the numbers, guys. We'll go to the numbers.com to, uh, to figure this out. Uh, in the Heights had a, uh, a reported estimated budget. Of uh, sixty million uh, to make this movie. That was mostly just sweat, though. Why? Yeah, big oil was a big, yeah, big oil budget Mm -hmm. in this, and you know the (laughs) barrels of oil these days are skyrocketing with with all that's going on in the Middle East. So, um, Mm -hmm. extremely tough
1: canal thing,
2: right? (laughs) Extremely tough for them to be able to 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 make this back. When when we look at the domestic domestic box office, pulled in eleven. 0.5 million dollars so far and so you're looking at a a, a pretty big uphill climb for them to 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 pull out on the on the positive but uh i think uh i don't know that's probably not the entire goal here is to make the money back i mean to make a a ton of money here given the uh the situation with the pandemic and everything um they probably knew that it was going to be tough regardless but uh, i thought this would do better i guess I guess we'll start there, Brian. Uh, what's your what's your kind of anticip- I mean, your reaction to just how well this did over the weekend?
3: Yeah, I mean, I definitely would have expected higher than than eleven or twelve million dollars. Um, musicals don't tend to do well to begin with, and they they don't typically start well either. Either so, um, it definitely. I mean, it's getting great word of mouth, so it 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 may pick up. You may see a. I don't think it's going to be like as successful as like the Greatest Showman, but th- that's another one that they kind of started slow and then mm. built into uh being something that was more more uh successful so maybe it goes that route um i would hazard to guess that there's i mean there's a few things going on with this one it's musical and that doesn't always sell two um there may be a certain uh part of the population that is out on this uh because of its themes and whatnot which it, and I would say if I was the, the studio producing it, I'd say, yeah, okay, cool, kick rocks. We don't really care. But, but you are losing a chunk of, of viewers, perhaps that, uh, that maybe did embrace the greatest showman that's not embracing this. Um, that's part of it. But I also think, too, it's just, I think a quiet place probably set us up a little bit for failure, a quiet place too. Um, not failure, but for anticipating like, yeah. A full on return to the box office. It's such and, an
1: essential theater experience. Yeah, exactly. That,
3: exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that what we're probably going to find is that the, the numbers and the data for, for the at least the rest of this year and maybe, maybe longer, maybe all the way into next summer are going to be pretty hit or miss. It's going to be hard to, to find like trends and patterns with the post pandemic ba- box office. I think because I think it's all going to depend on uh property and it's going to be um it it's maybe I think you're gonna see people who are maybe willing to go out for for a movie but are not yet comfortable in all the movies and I'm not that way i'm I'm kind of like I'm pretty fine in whatever social situation at this point it doesn't really bother me, but I think some people maybe are are not there yet um and aren't gonna be there consistently, and you're also just gonna find what I think like uh sports is finding with some of their rating at least not football not football but every other sport uh that we've spent a a year and a half living a sort of a different way and people adapt and they change their habits and their their patterns and all this kind of stuff and it just may be that the box office is uh less of a mm, that theaters that movies are less of a need for people than they maybe were before the pandemic and that it's just going to be tough. It's just going to be tough. Is the, is my main point that they're going to have a lot of work to figure out um patterns and what's going to do well and what's not and what's successful and what isn't. So I don't know. There's a lot going on there. Plus HBO Max too. I, I don't know yeah. what, what how many people stayed home and watched this instead of going to the theaters, and that wasn't that wasn't an uh, an available option for for a quiet place. And it won't be for like Fast Nine either. So Black Widow maybe is the next one that will really get a look at like what's the balance on stay home, pay $30 for it, or go to the movies to see it. You know what I mean? It's just going to be an, I, I hope that that Hollywood um, is willing to just kind of see where this all goes. Cause it's going to take, I think it's just going to take time to figure out what works, what doesn't work. And if there real data to draw from this release or is it just like, eh, all these little weird factors took a, you know, this factor took $3 million off the box office. This factor took $3 million off and we're just, we're left with what we're, what we're left with, you know?
1: And with the exception of, of greatest showman, you know, comedies and musicals have have fallen off pre COVID, you know, you you kind of alluded to that. So, so those sort
0: here we go again, grossed $120 million. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I
1: feel like that's kind of low. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I guess like as, as big as that movie felt culturally, I would have thought that was like a two hundred million domestic mm. movie as opposed to like you know no, way, worse, right. yeah, kinda low. W- way worse, way um, worse action movies or yeah. less less like zeitgeisty action movies make that you know one hundred twenty right. million in their run. So like, it's just certain. You know, I I think we're getting to a, there. are Obviously, ex- exceptions to every rule, and. Um, and I think you know there, there will be we'll figure this kind of new world out, but I think the Quiet Place type Quiet Place is like a total aberration because it's essentially a theatrical experience. Like I mm-hmm. had no interest in going back to the movies, and I was like, "Gotta go see that," even if I wasn't doing this podcast, is which is mm-hmm. always the thing I was right. about. I, I would have gone and seen that opening weekend in a theater because that's like an essential thing to do, and you know, there's certain pop. Popcorn things. I'll, there'll be cer- certain kind of very cinema heavy things at the end of the year. I think that will be like, let's go to a theater and see that. But everything in between is going to be tough, especially when they dangle the carrot of you can watch this at home either mm-hmm. for X amount right. of money more or wait three more weeks. You know, I right. think that's as opposed to wait nine months or whatever it used to be for a lot of these things. People will just like, okay, I'll just, I'm cool. I'll just wait. I mean, I've waited two years for this so right once, right once another yeah. three weeks i can just pop it on disney or whatever so it'll be interesting how we figure that out but but uh but and also i didn't think the, and and this isn't really a criticism um of this because it, it was so chopped up into two basically two separate marketing campaigns because you know it's supposed to come out much earlier but i didn't think the marketing on this was great I don't think it really. I
2: saw kind it. Of, I saw it everywhere. No, I, mean, I did during too. During the finals,
1: mean no, the They definitely invested for sure. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't mean they didn't put money into it. I just didn't think it was very effective. I thought it was, it just sort of looked like, you know, really, I don't know. It kind of looked like a, that. What's the lead actor's name? I'm blanking. Um,
0: um, Anthony Ramos. Yeah,
1: Anthony Ramos. He's in like a Pepsi commercial, and it looked exactly like that Pepsi commercial. Like you're like, okay, this is just yeah. gonna be.
0: And then oh, the that reason... Crown. Commercial yeah, that the Crown. World yeah. War, so there yeah. you go. Mm-hmm.
1: It like, you know what I mean. It just felt like, okay, cool. So people are gonna dance in the street. You know, this we're gonna celebrate this neighborhood. It's multicultural. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I get it. And Can then it's much more than that as a film. The film right. exceeds that a lot.
3: I totally agree with you. I, to me, it felt the marketing campaign felt presumptive like it yeah. felt like oh you know hey, what this is yeah would, exactly that's yeah. exactly it it was like hey you guys all watch hamilton um on disney
1: assume-
3: <laughs> yeah you're totally coming to see this right and i was like i don't really i mean i knew that in the heights was a thing like I, yeah. i'm i'm aware that it exists i couldn't have told you one song from from in the heights and I don't, I don't know how much familiarity with with the the property, but I'm not in that, you know, the Broadway world like at sure. all. So I just but kind of assume, you know, yeah, exactly. Well, it's a I, did, I, world. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just kind of right? assumed I must have missed this. It's just not my thing, so no big deal. But I think maybe um, I'm in the majority. I don't know. Like it was, just yeah, It's it, it, not it,
1: Guys and Dolls, right? It's not sure, where they're going to sure. be able to just be like, sure. Yeah, hey, guess what? Yeah. You know this at least. Some part of you knows these three notes or, you yeah. know, the snaps or, you know, something right, where right, you go, right, right. I've actually yeah. never seen guys and dolls, but I'm aware of that. Right. This totally. looks cool. Yeah. That they this could, take on it. Yeah. They could do
3: that with West Side Story. When West yeah. Side Story comes out exactly. in December, That's I what think I, mean. I meant. Probably, I meant West Side Story, not guys. Gotcha. Dolls, yeah. Me. I think they can do that. I think they can do an advertising yeah, totally. campaign that presumes that people know what West Side Story is and will go to see it. Um and in hindsight, I, I, I don't think that that was, necess- I don't think that the, the marketing campaign, despite being very, um, prevalent in or in its, its, you know, the frequency of that trailer playing and stuff. Um, I, I think you're right, Richard. I don't think it did the movie much of a service because it just, it didn't give you a whole lot of, of what to expect. I w- I think you and I both were kind of. I really wanted this to be great, uh, but I think you and I both, Richard, were kind of like a little bit nervous that it was not going to be, and yeah. and I was, that yeah. kind of held us. Made me at least for me, I was like, I'm not sure I love the the campaign at this point. But I wasn't
1: anyway. super hyped to see it at all, and sure. I like I love Hamilton. I I love when Miranda, mm-hmm. I like Anthony Ramos. I like a lot. Of, I love Jimmy Smiths. Like sure. I, I like too. a lot of part of this, and I wasn't like, oh man, two weeks still in the nights. I was mm-hmm. just kind of like, all yeah. right, this is going to be kind of. This will be fun, but I'll probably cringe a lot. You know, I'm not a big musical person, especially not live. Right. And I was like, all right, here we go. And then I, I, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, I, I texted Brian. I was like, is this great or is it just a lot better than I thought it was? Mm-hmm. And thus, I'm having the experience that it's great because I think I expected it to be like a B minus or C plus, and it's not that.
2: Well, there you go. Let's uh, let's. Well, we start gotta get there. Ellen's take on oh. it too. Oh, okay, Ellen. On the on the general on the, yeah, thoughts. Thoughts. On the on just. The, on how it was received there you go
0: yeah i mean i i mean i don't know i am kind of if the majority of people aren't big broadway people i guess i'm kind of in the minority like i really do love broadway and musicals and i was very much aware of in the heights before this but like i just having that and hamilton existing in the same world i always was like i mean hamilton's like the better the better play between the two um so I just I've never been like super into it, but yeah, I was super hyped to go see this. So, mm-hmm. cool. I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess yeah, you're probably right. The marketing was assuming that people knew about this. Sure. Um, in hindsight, probably yeah. I just I don't know. I was already like all in.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I mean I understand putting this out in the summer because it is such a mm-hmm. summer movie, which it takes place there and you know it's very bright and things like that, but. Kind of feels like it would have done maybe better in a, as in an awardsy type type movie, you know? Maybe a I don't know, maybe yeah. a Chris, Christmas release type thing totally. um, where it's like,
0: like like they did with Cats. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean,
2: Cats would have done well if it was good, right? It wasn't, yeah. right? It wasn't why why it bombed because of when good. it came out. But right. I, I don't know. I think maybe if people put this in the context of like an awardsy. Yeah. Movie, when did La La, La Land come out? Do you remember? It was what Christmas, it December. Yeah, yeah, it was Christmas. Yeah. yeah.
3: This movie feels so summer though. Like it I, does. I, I totally, it does. I, oh, yeah. But I totally but, agree with you, Kent. But it feels like a summer movie. So it's a, but it's as really I was watching hard. it, I
2: was like, this feels like an Oscar-y, mm-hmm. like a uh, big budget, like a uh, musical. You know, it's like, like a the big, with the gross big Oscar too, musical.
1: The studios have sortly sort of like programmed us to only see certain things certain times a year, and you got to wonder if this came out. In November or December, if it would actually have made more money because so many casual moviegoers are like, Well, this is when I see something a little more highbrow and this looks adventurous. Whereas in June it's like
2: I want to see Vin Diesel Right fly a Yeah, if it's not if it's not Top Gun, it's like, Yeah, yeah. what are what are you doing? <laughs> in, it's like ju- weird in June. they've like yeah.
1: they've they've sort of optimized the calendar so much that they've kind of programmed the audience to only see things certain times of year. It's yeah. kind of an interesting phenomenon. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'm just wondering, like, if La La Land had come out in in June, and it came out in third place the, f- the opening weekend, right? It lost right. to Twenty Two Jump Street and whatever, you know. Like, would it have been huge? And totally you got this I huge thing, you know. Happen. I mean, to put it in context, Brian, I guess we'll we'll we'll, we'll close the loop with this. Greatest Showman made eight million dollars its first weekend, yeah, <laughs> and then made yeah. 175 total. So, I mean it did take a while and and it had Thank awards God. to help um with that um somehow. Deserve but it. I think obviously. when you yeah. know, once the bearded lady uh fan base <laughs> finds out about something That's yeah. where this one really yeah. is. It, it just did. took a while. Mm-hmm. You know, right. they no don't have social media. in yeah. yeah. hmm yeah. yeah. Well Real missed opportunity. <laughs> I, I did see some um some controversy surrounding this movie. Um
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I guess we could start there. Like, you know, this is a film that's so inclusive, I feel like, and, and it's just such so about diversity and culture. Like that's, that's the thesis of this movie is, is how incredible culture is in America, I think. And just the melting pot of, of personalities and how, you know, we can get along despite our differences, all that kind of stuff and reach our goals in America, all that kind of stuff. And, um, but I mean it is called In the Heights and it's based on Washington Heights, right? Or set in Washington Heights. Well, the people of Washington Heights didn't feel that this movie represented them very well. So, um I guess you can't represent anybody or everybody, right? And you try to, you do it, you do the most you can. Lin-Manuel has has responded to it and said, you know, I hear your feedback on this. Um You know, my goal is to represent everybody. I didn't represent you well enough. The people of Washington Heights that I apologize, but hopefully people see the big picture with this. And uh, and I I tend to, you know, I I see the uh, I see the big thesis, I think. And uh, and that that leads us to the uh, the main characters uh, of In the Heights. Um, We've got Nina Rosario played by Leslie Grace, who is uh, lovely. Uh, we've got Corey Hawkins playing Benny. We've got uh, Anthony Ramos as Usnavi and uh, Melissa Barrera as Vanessa. They're the main main four there. And that opening sequence, man, <laughs> the like whole In the Heights song, I guess, whatever you want to call it. I, I guess I would compare it to La La Land with the uh, Another Day of Sun intro at that, you know, and a big dance sequence right at the beginning. Another similar one here. And I was blown away. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna lie, like absolutely blown away by the opening sequence. And I'm like, "Gosh, this is gonna be it for two hours. I'm I'm all in." You know, um, John M. Chu, guys. Familiar what a with his weird work?
3: career, man. Like, uh,
2: <laughs> familiar yeah, nice. with uh' familiar, familiar with that guy. Um, my maybe probably last talked about his fine work on something called Now You See Me too. Uh, familiar with that? Yeah, but um, a, or Crazy oh Rich Agents was, yeah, was probably Rich the last Asians. one. Actually,
3: yeah. I mean, what a what a jump from. I mean, I like his movies are terrible for a long stretch. Like it's well, not Jim just like the Holograms was huge. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> like that GI <laughs> Joe movie is terrible. Yeah, and, yes, the Step Up movies. I mean, and then now you
1: see me too is terrible. Well, that's and it. Then, but then he gets two Woodies. Count them.
3: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Maybe that's the secret. Gotta. Gotta get two two Harrisons in your to film and crazy you're good rich to go. yeah, I know, maybe that that's set him off. But yeah, you yeah. I would have never Let's in give Snyder a, a couple years, of Woody's to work with. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never in a million years guessed that the guy who made uh, Now You See Me two would then make Crazy Rich Asians and and this. Like that's a what a what a crazy turnaround that is, man.
2: Like yeah, my goodness. Yeah, this was uh, I thought very well directed, guys. Yeah, I, I don't know about beautifully
0: you, shot. I, I was I blown mean, away at some of the, frame.
2: yeah, some of the, some of the, uh, shot selection in this, um, the apps, the choreography was incredible. I thought the vision for how to shoot this, like practically, you know, Hamilton was obviously just the, the stage production, but like they were able to make this into an actual movie, you know, uh, with settings and, and kind of, I don't know, take it. Uh, scene by scene from the uh from the play and translate that into a film and i just love that the way john M Chu kind of saw that and was able to uh, i don't know it's probably not an easy task you know I, i think it takes some 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 vision and i think the real genius was hiring him because of his of his um experience with step up yeah, the I think choreography that, that, of that. Yeah, just the no, the big, yeah. huge scale choreography mm-hmm. of a totally. dance movie like that. It you know served him well here, obviously, and I was just blown away. I never thought I would leave this by saying, "Gosh, that was one of the most well directed musicals I've ever seen." Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was. It was. It was fantastic on how how the whole approach and how it was shot and the direction specifically. I've got a couple of of um, you know, just like the. Uh, and that, that opening sequence, like having the price gun, you know, be like doing beats with like the price gun and, and things like mm-hmm. that, you know, small little notes like that on things that they were able to to emphasize with this. Um, I thought John Chu, John M. Chu did an, an incredible job. I was blown away. Yeah. But um, I want to say that out the, at the outset.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. Like so much of the choreo- the choreography and just like the flow of the camera through all of the dancing is it, it really that really blew me away probably more than anything
2: yeah 100 percent. i thought yeah. the uh the entire setup with uh with ramos telling the story you know to the kids mm-hmm. or his daughter and mm-hmm. their friends i liked that you know it reminded you me agree? of like a like a princess bride kind of Kind of yeah
3: thing. yeah definitely did did a great job I thought uh from a like a set design and a scripting standpoint too of of bringing the stage to the screen in a in a workable way I I get I there are times when I get frustrated with movies especially movies that have been adapted from from plays where it takes me out of the movie because I because I feel like I'm I'm watching a play on on the screen instead of watching a movie and that's like i don't know if that's a just a personal preference or whatever but there's there's tons of movies that that do that uh like ma rainey's last year was like that for me like i just had a really hard time um seeing the movie in that because it just felt like so much like a play i thought that this movie did a great job of of taking those you could tell that they were like inspired by a set or or a play but but translated i felt like very well to the screen to where you and and taking full advantage of what having a giant screen to work with has to offer you know i I thought that was a really that's kind of uh one of the to me is one of the the, the master strokes of the movie is just putting that um Allowing you to to kind of have the beats of a play in some ways, but st- but still feel like you're watching a movie. I loved it. I thought that was a that was really smart and done very
2: well. Yeah, yeah. I think there's something inherently built into like how plays are structured and flow, and I don't think they lost that much with uh, translating it to the film, and and that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, here we go. The <laughs> I I don't know where where should we start here. Um, Shoot, let me let me go with uh, I guess the relationship with uh, I thought the relationship between Benny and Nina Rosario, her father, you know, owning the uh, the place where Benny works, the car uh, service. I guess I liked that. The whole like boss father and i don't know boss is is your girlfriend's father thing you know and uh jimmy smiths did a i thought it, i thought he, he did excellent here you know adding some some actual him. acting into a uh, into this and i liked how it had i don't know the the scenes between the uh the big musical numbers really felt i don't know good acty type movie type scenes you know um mm-hmm. didn't feel like yeah. filler Necessarily as much as it felt like, okay, well, now we're in an actual movie, and we kind of break and have these musical numbers uh so that yeah. was that was unexpected, I guess having you know Mark Anthony in this, and um how'd they get him I don't know he's <laughs> he's so booked that's that's what I said he said, yeah, he said something like when he got the call to do this, he said yes immediately, it's like, I can't believe it's available, <laughs> so <laughs> so popular these days with. <laughs> dating JLO 18 years ago. I think that was that's really still what he's known great. for, I think. Um but but yeah, no, he he added some uh some real I don't know flair to this and yeah. some grounded it in some reality. Mm-hmm. And I and yeah, I just really liked uh I like that. what do you think about this, Ellen? Do you think the songs for Vanessa and Nina? Or weaker, were the weaker, weaker songs overall. Like they didn't, I didn't feel like they had very bitty big numbers based on. Like those were the filler songs, and all the big, all the big songs were like the uh, Usnavi or Benny songs. You know, like um, yeah, maybe that's just because they're the main characters and <laughs> the supporting cast. You know, but I don't know. I feel like the the my biggest complaint about this wouldn't would be the lack of like. I don't know. Good songs, songs for women, with a hook? <laughs> yeah. Songs, good songs with a hook for women. In this, like the all, all the songs yeah. I uh, was, was left singing were all the man, uh, manly songs, and that's, I guess that's that's, that's the fine. Best but, part, thank goodness. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Spread the love on the good songs a little bit, guys. Come on.
0: Yeah, their songs were, I don't know, like anti melodic. What they're like? <laughs> mm. They're more like yeah. yeah.
2: They're more like there to tell the story than they were to like. Be good songs that makes sense, I don't, yeah I I mean, don't know. They,
0: I mean they shut off their vocals, definitely, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, nothing about i don't I don't know, I couldn't like start humming or singing right. any of the songs like, that, it, you it, know, or it, vanessa sang.
2: the the memor memorable songs aren't those, you know, like the ones people leave talking about aren't aren't those, and um but that's just something I noticed throughout yeah is as. How I don't much feel I, like any
0: of yeah any of the songs particularly had like a great hook or something that like sticks in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they were they were a lot of them were really good, but yeah, not a lot of them had like I guess the type of song structure that yeah. is easy for someone to like go back and remember and like want to sing in the car or something. I just yeah, I didn't feel that from hardly any of the songs.
3: It, for me, it was like a combination, I th- I think, of one, I was very familiar with the songs from Hamilton before I ever saw Hamilton, because yeah. um, they were just so prevalent. But B, I, two, I, I mean, I th- I think that those... Hamilton is more about the songs, um, and this this version, at least, which is all I have to base on, this version of In the Heights is more about the scenes and the moments and stuff, at least for me. Because I, I walked out... Um, I I mean, very happy and joyous. Like this was a really joyous film, mm-hmm. and feeling great. But I didn't get in my car and despite and, the fact
0: that we cried the whole yeah, half definitely of the yeah. Movie. It, 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 yeah,
3: yeah Look, <laughs> but, I'll just say at one point <laughs> at the end of the movie, Ellen came down the aisle. I was sitting next to to Wiser, who is also a known movie crier. Uh, but at the end of the movie, Ellen came down the aisle towards us and just says. All right, which one of you was the sniffle crier? <laughs> I was like, I know, it was me. It was, I was congested to begin with, but yeah, it was, it was rough. But yeah, like I felt great walking out. I did not go to my car, hit Spotify, and put on the music, and I wasn't really even humming the songs walking out. And that just may be a totally a me experience. What I did do though was uh, put on the Hamilton soundtrack because yeah. it just like it Did had you the really? Same, yeah, yeah, I did. I was the
2: opposite, dude. Like, I. That's great. I, I, I just I love this that. It the was, soundtrack. I don't know. I, I thought, I thought felt it was like a great I could soundtrack, a soundtrack I just, it, where I feel like if I was bumping Hamilton, I, I don't know. I felt like a little more nerdy about that. I, I don't know. Oh, man. This I, felt like I a little to, more. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt a little more like. Cool, honestly. The uh, music
3: is, is really good. The songs themselves, I think, at, for, at least for me, I'm, I'm with you, Ellen. The, there, there weren't as many, and maybe there will be after I listen to it again or watch the movie again or whatever, but there weren't as many hooks that got stuck in my head and in my ear for, for days and weeks on end. Um, the way that there is with, with Hamilton. So, mm-hmm. um, but it, to me, again, like it's, it was just that the, the right, the lyrics on Hamilton are, to me, are a little bit more sophisticated and, uh, and, and like I said, hooky. And, and so you get, you get, for me, I, I got more of the music in Hamilton, but more, the scenes in this are fantastic. Like I, I walked away remembering some of the sequences and the fireworks going off during the, the blackout scene. And that was um, incredible. Yeah. The shot of the dancers, uh, sort of the reflection looking into the shop glass, you know, in the opening scene and then mm-hmm. in the, the, the end one. Yeah, too, that was you, cool. That's him looking so cool. Out, yeah. The choreography was great in, in this. So it's like those things that I remembered more and the, the, the songs were sort of the, um, the B story, the backs, the backsplash yeah. of all that for me,
2: that, that shot in that opening sequence where they're not in the opening. It might be in like the second or third where they're in the convenience store. And she comes in, and uh, the guys are like, "You should ask her out." But she opens like the cooler, and you see their reflection in the cooler. Yeah, (laughs) saying that you know, as she's opening the thing, you see right when they right when she opens it, you see you should you should ask her out, you know, like in the reflection. I thought was like, oh god, what a cool little moment that was, you know, and totally a throwaway. Probably took half a day to set up for that half half a second little moment, but. (laughs) Um I'm with you man. The the one scene I think really stood out to me was the 96000 pool seat yeah. scene in the in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable man. <laughs> so yeah. awesome. Like just a great song, great everything, you know, like the whole battling between the the girls and the guys, you know, thing going on there. What a fantastic just whole I don't know, cinematic experience that that sequence was. And, um, uh, yeah. I think that was the pinnacle of the film to me. That was my favorite, favorite thing. Maybe the blackout scene, Brian, with the, uh, mm. we are powerful, powerless kind of thing, um, was very, mm-hmm. very good. And it's probably like the, the song of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and, but I don't know. I left talking and humming 96,000. <laughs> and I heard, uh, weiser had quite the break dance to that too. In the, uh, in the
0: theater. <laughs> we almost Sorry, I missed out. it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was it almost
3: got ugly let's say it's,
2: yeah. it's stuff of legend is what i've heard you had to be there <laughs> but yeah that that one was the headliner and and i left humming humming 96000 but um mm. yeah you you're right not as not nearly as much many as hamilton it's not it's not as culturally significant in in a lot of ways and no bearded I,
1: women <laughs> it's not missed I mean, on two fronts uh, yeah
2: uh, <laughs>
0: But I don't know, I felt like, I mean, I could definitely tell that this is like the musical that he wrote before he wrote Hamilton. I feel sure. like some of yes. the the rhyme schemes and the rapping style and some of like the musical like, you know, themes that came through definitely felt like a first draft idea to what later became like a full song mm-hmm. on the Hamilton soundtrack, if that makes sense. Yeah,
2: I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. A couple other... Um, a couple other scenes I liked Nina and uh, and Corey Hawkins's uh, little duet they had Benny their little duet was was really really good. Uh, the salsa club sequence was was excellent I thought. Yeah, it's a very funny movie. Really, they worked yeah. in. Yeah. Um, That's the thing I was
1: most surprised about because the the marketing campaign was, and, and again I wasn't very familiar with the musical, but like overwhelming, and, and, and Lin-Manuel Miranda is, is great about this, but it's like overwhelmingly earnest, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going, if you're broken like me as a human, you're going, man, am I... <sighs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it seems like a lot of right. earnestness. You know, I'd like some jokes. <laughs> sure. I like jokes. And I was, I think that's why I liked it so much. It's like, oh, this is funny. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Thank sure. God. This isn't just you know, romance and the human condition because, oh, man,
3: <laughs> yeah. you
1: know, I don't, I can't compute
2: that. Right. Where, um, where did you start sniffling, Brian? Was it Abuela?
3: Like a freaking immediately? Like yeah. I mean,
1: it was.
2: It was the Hitman Bodyguard trailer right before. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Hitman's like, Bodyguard. I yeah, just yeah. love Whatever. to see great actors doing what they love. You know, um, <laughs> not, the character not taking paychecks
1: they... <laughs> at all. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. It's a passion. Um, <laughs> Brian just loves <laughs> capitalism. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sam Jackson leave. out there, Daniel Day Lewising everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, I the opening number is really good. Like, I, I, my wife is really big into choreography and musicals and all that sort of stuff. I really wasn't growing up, but seeing, um, my, I mean, Lindsay put so changed yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, Lindsay put so much, I know, time no, I'm serious. You how hard that, that is, and so yeah. I, res- yeah, I've, I've come to where it's not even just respect. I always respected, but I. I appreciate how much goes into totally. the choreography yeah. thing I that I did that twelve years I was ago. Yeah, oh um, and so I, I thought I thought the opening number was great, and and I was instantly into the the emotions of of the film, and then so I wasn't like bawling within three minutes of of the movie starting, but it it was a great yeah. I thought it was a great setup for. What you are about to see. And then we're going to build on that. We're going to add in the humor. We're going to develop these characters out a little bit. But that, that opener really, I think just is a great, great, great job of, of setting the tone for, for what's to come. And it, it invested me, um, pretty much immediately. So the, the sequence going from fireworks to the abuela to the, the, um, everyone in the neighborhood showing up at her house. Post death and whatnot. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, yes, that like that whole, that's like a probably a what a a 10, 15 minute stretch with three different numbers worked into it, right? One right after another. And that was definitely like, I'm going to die. Like, I'm just, I'm just going to (laughs) sob if if I'm not real careful. Um, but it was, it was very well done. Fireworks maybe may have been my, my favorite, um, number in, in the show. I I thought, I thought it was just very well. Uh, very well shot. It looked great, having and it and the song built, um, built very well. And so then to follow that up with, hey, by the way, your grandma died was like, oof, man, that's a that is a cut right. T- yeah, right they to go,
2: it's real jerky there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah, you're having a great time, and then bam, death. Yeah. You know, that's life, I guess.
3: Yeah, I also yeah. thought too the the number with uh, which is pretty early in the movie with, um, with Nina and her like coming back to the neighborhood and and feeling the weight of all this entire every person she knows expecting her to go off and do great things sort of so they can live through her by proxy um i really i thought that was a really well done uh beautiful song really well executed number as well because it i mean we i don't know the how do i say it? the 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 story, some of the story, especially like with Lushnavi, who I, I think was great, and the romances and all these, there's there's lots of notes in the movie that that are pretty familiar. I I don't feel like we explore what that's like to have the weight of of an entire neighborhood or an entire um, family or an entire whatever on your shoulders to go off and succeed. So, because you have to, sh- you have to succeed for the rest of us. Cause you're the only one that, they- I don't feel like we explore that very well or, or, or frequently enough in, in movies and TV and whatnot. And so that was a very, I thought that was a beautifully well, well done number in it. And that was a very emotional, uh, impactful uh, song and, and, and sequence for me as well.
2: Yeah. I, I think this hit all the notes I wanted it to hit. To be quite honest with you, uh, Corey Hawkins was great, too. I mean, I know oh we've talked God. about him in a, a lot, but I think he was kind of the breakout star of this. Um, Anthony no, Ramos was like that was great. Yeah, I had no idea. He I knew he could act. I did not know he could, he had the, those pipes. Um, wow. Um, so looking forward to seeing uh, seeing more from him and looking seeing where uh, how Mark Anthony can capitalize on this, you know? <laughs> 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 something good to go for him, you know. That Benefer news McDuff, probably really destroyed him, you know, this oh. week.
1: Corey, uh, Corey is uh, Corey Hawkins is McDuff and that new Macbeth that uh, Joe Cohen's doing. With, oh, with cool! Heck yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So be cool. Oh,
2: nice. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Well, um, I'm ready to grade this one out. Let's do it. I'm going to give this one. I don't know. I think A minus, something like that. Brian. I was, I was
3: going A plus, and, I, and then I felt there's there's like two or three numbers towards the back end of the movie that they were all they were very good, but they just there was, I felt like it started to feel a little disconnected in the 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 third act just a bit. Some of the the numbers felt a little more like we got to get this in because it was very popular in in the show, less than it it really relates to what we're doing here. Kind of took out of the flow a little bit, but I did think it closed very well. The, the final sequences with, um, with Usnavi and, um, and, uh, Vanessa, uh, worked really well and were very, um, emotionally relevant. I think like the, the whole concept of like staying home and, and trying to impact your, your world from the inside instead of going away and trying to pull people out or whatever was really great. And I really and liked
2: was, the really well The, done. uh, the thesis of everything you have, you've got right here, you know, everything you need, you've got at home kind of thing, you know, Um, for sure.
3: For sure. Yeah. Like that. You're you're, your family. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Like the whole concept of, of try to fix your world from the inside out rather than, you know, abandon it or leave it. I should say that that really resonated with me anyway. Um, I'm going to just go with a straight a, I had a great, great, great experience. Great movie. I'll watch this many times over. Um, maybe not perfect. Maybe the songs aren't gonna stay with me the way other musical songs do, but but overall it was a very, very good film that I I I enjoyed uh immensely. So Ellen, what about you?
0: Yeah, I um I mean, I don't know. I uh there was a few like the choreography and the directing like really, really did blow me away. Mm-hmm. Uh in particular the abuela's scene. It's just like the dancing and her going in and out of the subway and then being back in time—that was cool. I was just so swept up in that. Um, it's just like super, super emotive, and I mean, a lot of the scenes were just super great, but that one really, really stuck with me. Um, I didn't care for the animation that they added to the screen. Oh, uh, I like, liked
2: that. I, the the one where they were like talking about the lightsabers and was that the ninety six thousand? Yeah, like the beginning of that. Yeah, what that would you do the, if yeah. you were in the Watto? I liked it. I thought that was a cool a cool touch, but I could see, yeah, I, I, that's a good point. I, I forgot about that until you uh Yeah, that and, it.
0: like, the huge spools of uh, fabric falling over the, Oh, yeah, that know. was cheesy. Yeah, so, and I don't know, I guess, so I kind of went back and forth, uh, but overall, I mean, like, the themes of it are fantastic. Mm. I see exactly why this stage production won the Tony. I mean, like, it's such a well-rounded story, um, and the character development's really great. Um, uh, but yeah, so I, I'll pro. I would probably go with, I don't know. I kind of want to go with a B plus cause it's just as far as like musicals go and I just love them so much. This one just isn't, it's not my favorite.
1: Yeah. It's no cats. We'll put you down for it's no cats.
0: It's no cats. You can quote <laughs> me on that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Put that on the poster.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Richard. I'm,
1: I'm going to go with you. Cam. I'm going to go a minus.
2: Yeah. I, I, I think really this'll do. Uh, and, you know, great for in the Heights, like the property. <laughs> you're like, if they reopen this on Broadway, I feel like a lot of people will go check it out now. Um, yeah. It just make, people are going to know what this is, I think now. And you're right. This isn't West Side Story. It didn't have that cachet or uh, of having, you know, being cats and being on Broadway for 70 years or whatever before coming into the theaters. But I think now, like, um, the movie is what the people's introduction to it. And now like the Broadway is going to, is going to um, probably come back and do a, you know, big tour there and the movie will have a huge fan base and all that. So yeah.
0: it's good. To- if nothing else, excited to see all like the small local productions of this. Right. Exactly. Got, like, That's one- what I mean. Now oh this gosh. is now in the high <laughs> <Yes. team. laughs> They've got like one Latina <laughs> kid in the whole thing. school. And- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no Remember when enough, we were growing it-
2: up, like rent, <laughs> rent was like the biggest thing. Oh and, my In God Broadway, God, yeah. and it was just like literally yeah. ten years of Rent being <laughs> like the only yeah. Broadway show that anyone mentioned ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad yeah. like now it, it, right. there are good I mean, ones. There's choices. Yeah, yeah
3: <laughs> definitely, definitely. There's a uh, <laughs> Ellen and oh. I have traded some TikToks back and forth of a high school stage production of In the Heights from like Kansas oh, somewhere. Wow. And it's it's like in the whites. It is the
1: it's,
0: it's all white it is the they whitest thing word of the
1: all time.
3: Oh
0: and
1: wow! that, I mean, that kind of reminds me. But we won a lot of awards for our um, for our version of Stomp. <laughs> we did <laughs> in high school. Our high school produ- Our rhythm was not great, but we mm-hmm. we yeah. made up for it in passion. Right.
3: Yeah. And your trash can budget was just off the charts. Yeah. You guys got the best trash cans.
1: Yep.
2: I wanted to go see Wicked. You wanted to go see Stomp. So what do we do? It's all wicked. <laughs> it's um little Michael Scott. <laughs> office yeah. season four, by the way. Speaking of that episode, uh talk is coming oh, up in the VIP God. very soon. So oh, can't wait.
1: We've got, we've got some uh, office talk. And we've Previous got Wicked episode. coming next, right? Isn't that Wicked's John coming this year, I think.
2: Next joint. Is John Chu's not doing that, I don't think. Um but yeah, this
0: movie's been in like production hell for like,
2: yeah, I, don't know, I 10 think he years. is now. I think he's on yeah, it he now. Is.
3: He's on it, yeah. He's he's in it as far as uh, IMDb is concerned. Oh, directing it, yep. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. that's definitely not happening this year. There's no way. That no, yeah, no way. Right? It was
2: scheduled all have been to be, uh, a cast. Yeah. oh, really? It was scheduled it, to be, um, there's
0: a lot of controversy August. on that side too.
2: Oh, yeah? Why? Explain. We'll
1: spill spilled tea on <laughs> Broadway casting.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, as far as, like, Hollywood goes, there's only, like, a couple actresses that are, you know, super well-known to yeah. sing. So it's, like, everyone's kind of on the internet moaning and groaning, like, please don't put Anna Kendrick in this. Yeah. And also, like, please put some women of color in this. Like, is literally green. Like, you don't, ha- it doesn't have to be a white actress. Right. And there's so many right. like,
1: you were saying really No, well, we last time we hung out, you were saying that it
0: does,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate you giving the other point and that's fine. Yeah. It, publicly, <laughs> but privately you were like really passionate
0: about yeah. that. Well, you know, <laughs> being recorded now. So I really got to <laughs> <laughs> act right. <laughs>
2: You've changed Ellen. Gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. In the Heights talk and uh, go out and check it out. I think it's certainly worth going to uh, to see and hopefully it does well uh, in the next coming weeks and, and kind of get some good word of mouth going. Yeah. So, before we get out of here, let's hit a quick Weekly Recommend. How about that?
0: Weekly Recommends.
2: Okay, I'm going to recommend I think the best musical of the year so far. Some, it's not in the Heights. It's, uh, it's Bo Burnham new yeah. special
1: oh, so good gosh so Burnham, uh,
2: as a new special inside on netflix and uh and yeah he you know you, you talk about the whole uh, time. Yeah, <laughs> you talk about having songs stuck in your head for musicals like yeah healing the world with comedy has been stuck in my head for yeah, for same. four weeks literally like all, <laughs> all, all, I just, um, it's so good
1: he needs to do that by the way i was telling my wife that today we were this place and i was like you know we were listening to that Bo thing. i was like he needs to go trey parker and make a ton of money and write a broadway
2: like oh a yeah if he did a broadway one-man musical. show on broadway he'd
1: make well, he would doesn't even have it. to be in it yeah I mean, just yeah that's write true. it and yeah. produce it and yeah. you know maybe do the first you know 12 weeks if there's a part for him and then pass it on and make a hundred million dollars the trey parker way like there's yeah. there's oh always a you know a good Broadway comedies, they're always looking for, you know, those play really well, stuff that's actually funny on Broadway. And so, like, you can, especially musical comedy, you could, you could make a ton of money doing that next. But, you know, not it's not all about money, but he should. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I definitely uh, had that thought. Um, it reminded me, you're right, of Trey, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, how they're simultaneously great at comedy, but can write songs too, you know? Mm. And so you could combine those powers. And Bo, you know, obviously has stretched his legs in doing different things other than stand-up i think i recommended his his what special a couple years ago and that's like one of my favorite specials of all time i just think that's just an incredible piece of comedic work by him and you know he he directed eighth grade and he was in promising young woman and he's doing all these other things and then the pandemic hits and He's like, okay, uh, I'll do another special. But now he has all this experience of directing and and working on film sets and all that. And so he figured out, you know, how to shoot things. He bought a bunch of cameras. And I love the inclusion of the stuff of him, like, setting up everything. <laughs> I thought that was a really smart, creative decision by him to kind of show the behind the scenes of how he put this together as well. Like, while, he, uh, you know, simultaneously showing us the He's actual thing guy. i think yeah. that was yeah. cool it's yeah. kind of like a making of and Gosh. the whole thing at the same time um but yeah no so so now he has all these skills and so you combine all those skills that he kind of mm-hmm. showed us that he could do over the past couple of years with the comedy and uh and you get this which is this written directed edited <laughs> shot all yeah. that kind of thing by bo burnham and it was an, it was a fantastic i mean just this should win Best Musical at the Tonys. Like, <laughs> if it's eligible, it should win. I mean, it was some of yeah. the best songs, some of the best parodies, some of the best <laughs> lyrics, some of the best song production I've heard in pop music in a while, too. It's still, like, I don't know who produced this, but if it was Bo, like, yeah. he's he should produce pop music, <laughs> you know? It was great.
3: It's, it's, like, a hard one to recommend in some ways because it's so... so heavy and dark and oh yeah he's like clearly going through it you know and i mean yeah yeah yeah, there's that one part
2: where he's like uh well i mean it's
3: like watching a it's like you 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 feel like you're you're watching the recording of a mental breakdown i mean it's just it's so heavy and i mean i i'm on i don't want any pandemic content whatsoever like any movie or or anything about this i i don't want anything to do with it but i i like, th- maybe this is it. Maybe this is the piece of art that we, that kind of explains, um, what the pandemic was like and quarantine was like and everything. Cause it's, it's so well done, but it's like one that I, I found myself being hesitant to recommend to some of my friends who like have real anxiety or had a worse, um, pandemic experience than I did. Cause I'm just like, I don't know if this is going to put you through it in a bad way or, or not i don't know if this is gonna be therapeutic or if you're gonna feel worse afterwards because anyway cool. i i thought it was like maybe i remember richard when when that sandman special came out these are two very drastically different things but i think your quote was that it was the best piece of art of the year and i was like i kind of agree with you that's how i feel about about this it's like it's kind of hard to recommend if especially if you're somebody yeah. who, who suffers from anxiety but like it might be the best thing that I've I've seen this year. It might be the best piece of media that I've that I've seen this yeah. year. It's it's incredible. It's I mean, incredible. It's getting
1: better with work. every special too. And, yeah, and I'm glad he did it. I was getting a little worried. I, I eighth grade was very good. Probably the young woman was even better. And you go, man, this guy. And I knew he had the the anxiety of you know the stage fright stuff. Um, I don't know if stage fright is really the right word, but yeah, you know, panic attacks on stage. And I was like, man, I he's such a genius at that. Mm-hmm. And he's a such a genius comedian, but also such a genius director of, of, of that medium of, of stand up specials. I, like, oh man, I really hope he doesn't give that up. And then it was really like when I saw the link, you know, whatever, five weeks ago that this, he was doing, this was coming on. I was like, oh yes. Yeah. Cause he's just better and better. Everyone's better than the last. And you know, it's, it's crazy. This, I've, you know, I've been watching him for 15 years or whatever um oh, yeah, yeah youtube he was like the that and Lazy sunday were like the first things i ever saw on youtube it was like bo burnham mm-hmm. and Lazy sunday he's this geeky kid on a keyboard and now he's like yeah. one of the most important uh
2: myspace i remember i'm on myspace yeah same same same
1: same so it's like now he's this really important not only comedian but kind of social uh critic and he's definitely has one of the smartest brains on one technology and how it affects us of anyone yeah. working in comedy yeah. or just like working definitely. period for sure um so it's it's interesting
2: yeah, I, I could see, I could see, uh, the hesitancy, um, you know, huge recommend for me. Um, yeah, I was, yeah. I was basically smiling for 90 minutes. I was just, I was blown away. Was so good. So funny. I mean, I, yeah I, I just want, I want to recommend, I, I don't want you to be scared away because if, if you think it's pandemic content, I wouldn't really put it in that category. It's about that or but kind of not, if that makes sense. I don't know. It's a, it's a way to get through it therapeutically, but it's not like, yes. guess how many people died? You know, like that kind right. of stuff. So don't, you know, don't think no, it's, it's like... It's
0: about the individual experience. Right, yeah. It's about, you know, know just the isolation of it year. all. Right. Yeah. Yes,
2: exactly. For sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's, but I'll tell it's you what, what I, I mean,
3: as much as I loved In the Heights, and I but I said songs didn't really stick with me, I've been... I've been singing the songs around the house for, oh for my three God. weeks. Yeah. So, <laughs> from from inside, yeah. I mean, like, uh, my dog's mountain. name has been inserted yeah. into about 10 different songs from that, that special. Yeah. So, it's, uh, Same. All it's very fun. In the Heights <laughs> isn't even the yeah. best musical <laughs> yeah. this
2: month to be released. So, so, yeah. <laughs> oh and it's God, great. Kauai. It's an A Mice. I just murdered That's a guy. Shows you know, where we are. This so could be the year of musicals, guys. West Side Story. I'm telling you, I got high expectations. I like West Side Story. If the best uh, picture nominees are West Side Story versus In the Heights, like, uh, it's be the tough. Person that makes me nervous is that
1: loser that did the post is directing it. But other than that,
0: I'm just <laughs> sp- yeah, maybe this will be, be the one. Say, be the breakout. L. But yeah, yeah, sure. Man, I
1: had a late night last night. Fired up Munich. You know, like you do at two a.m. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <Get> <laughs> and maybe like Spielberg again corrected the whole post thing.
2: So
0: uh, yeah, um, it's my
1: recommendation. To to two a.m. inside in my house. At 2 a.m. I'm like, hey, i watch a
2: little Munich. Uh what's your recommend, Brian?
3: Uh I was gonna recommend Inside if you didn't. So I'm glad you I'm glad you uh did that one. Um I'll go with something else that's on Netflix. I've finished about half of this, so I haven't seen the last, I think, three episodes. Uh but it's on Netflix. It's called uh, High on the Hog, How African American Cuisine Transformed America. Cool. And it's uh it's yeah, it's very good. Very, very good. The host is a guy named Steven Satterfield i don't know anything about him um but he is he is like the first episode he goes to uh africa and sort of ch- go he's he's meeting with um a, a a historian and they like sort of trace back the origins of things like uh okra and mm-hmm. uh sweet yams and and cool. things like that it is very um obviously i i don't um is not the experience of of my life, but it is very, uh, is very impactful. And they they do a, it does a really great job, I think, of um showing the food and the 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 history of the food and the impact that that has had, and then tying it to the culture and and it's a very um a very real look at a at a lot of of very difficult thing. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's highly recommended. It's really really good, really well done. Good production value on it as well. And uh the 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 they they kind of goes all over the south working with it as well. So it's it's very very good. I, I I think I think you guys you would all uh you would all enjoy watching it and also um get in your feelings as well because it's it's not it's not it's not all easy viewing, I would say, but it's it's important viewing too. And that's on Netflix, you said? It is. Yeah. It's like a, I think it's six parts. Mo.
1: Cool.
2: I like a historical, like I said, documentary. I've talked about that in the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks, but I love a, a look back. There's another look back uh, doc I want to talk about and recommend in a, in a couple of weeks that uh, that I've also really enjoyed um, recently. So so look forward to that. Sure. Ellen, what you got for the recommends?
0: Um, yeah. So I was going to recommend f1 drive to survive but i did go back and realize that richard recommended that a while back yeah
1: it's a great one
0: right i never in a million years would thought i'd cared at all i would care at all about formula one racing but i'm like super obsessed now (laughs) after binging all three of those seasons um but no so i'm going to recommend um
1: anything involving morning sports here in the u.s (laughs) right if you can get into something and then justify drinking at 10 a.m i mean what a great sport
0: it's nice that, that you need you know justification yeah well i have um, a lot of guilt <laughs> um but i know that we don't recognize other podcasts on this show but there uh, is one well, only because they don't
1: exist <laughs> uh
0: but this one it's a uh, it's like fiction it's a fictional like story tell like high highly produced audio like show essentially it's called from now uh it's on. uh listen to it on spotify but i'm sure it's on other platforms too but it's with like richard madden and brian cox play uh two brothers who uh are twins and richard madden plays like a uh astronaut who was on a mission that went missing like 35 years ago and oh, then suddenly cool. crashes back on earth and I'm everyone in. is 35 years older and he doesn't understand what happened and it's like high sci-fi Really fun. I think there's like eight episodes and we binged it on a drive from Dallas to San Antonio recently. It's really good. Nice. I think they're going to make a show out shot. This it is Q
2: code. So. Did this? Yeah. Q-Code. They, um, shouts to Q code. Uh, I, one of my, one of our, uh, former, uh, Apple contacts works over there now. Um, oh, nice. over at Q code, they've got a, sh- a show here on their website. It says, Rami Malik stars as a post apocalyptic radio DJ. So you know only, uh, the
1: only radio DJ we acknowledge yeah, is Broadway Like Bill
2: o- Lee. in post post right. post apocalypse. <laughs> you're you're probably tuned in to one oh six one Kiss FM to see Alan. Do you follow
1: on. Broadway Bill Lee on Instagram?
2: Mm-mm. Yeah. Well you're, you're welcome. Yeah, follow yeah, by that's, that's
1: Richard's weekly recommend. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, that, yeah there you not, go. Right, Richard, what's your recommend? Is that it? Broadway Bill Lee on Instagram. He only
1: talks in <laughs> we'll rhyme right and now. he throws to the song. I had something else, but no, I'll do Gosh, uh
3: he's a legend. Uh, I didn't do Ugh. your book
1: yet, right? The Seth Rogan book?
3: No. Uh-uh.
1: Yeah. That's a I audible that on my drive this week out out to the mountains and it is uh it's a really fun kind of Hollywood memoir with, you know, no holds barred, kind of Seth Rogan sensibility, all the stories. And uh, you know he has had such a interesting career in terms of obviously acting and, and writing, but you know he's a pretty powerful producer. So like to have someone like that write a tell all is is with with comedic sensibility is pretty interesting. And on Audible, it's like seven hours, so you can hammer it. You know, and it's pretty. You know, you can throw that one point two five. You're done in a couple hour drive. So uh, you're good. Yep, that's mine. Your book by Seth Rogen, but also Broadway bully on Instagram.
0: Right. Yeah. I just followed him. Yeah. <laughs> You're going right.
1: to like this. Has been a Brian and Richard. And then we've we've, we've roped Kent in the last Rope like year. Kenna, it's yeah. pretty, Yeah, it's a lost art. Like he just hits the timing perfectly. And yeah. he, it just he,
0: says intros and outros on it's, his bio. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> That's all he does. It's, it's, it's just, a, does. It's just
1: old school radio yeah. of him doing intros and it's all in rhyme and it's super dad jokey. Yeah. And then he's just, and then just like a U2 song comes on and he's the best. We love him. <laughs>
3: And he's just bouncing the yeah. whole time. He's like super into it. It's a skill it.
1: like, you know, it's as, as podcasters sure. yeah, as yeah, podcasters sure, take yeah. over radio. And I hope we do because this is a war. <laughs> right. But <Yeah. laughs> there will be no survivors. That is a Ron skill Mayville. we do not have is that yeah. like I've got 11.3 seconds. I'm going to fill right. it perfectly. And yes. then in comes yes. beat it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely. It's incredible. Also. Broadway Bill, just in case you're listening, I don't know how much money you're giving up by not having a cameo, but it's at least yes. however much money <laughs> I would pay for Richard to have one on his birthday. So just, just know you're at least, I don't know, 60 bucks a year, yeah. probably, something like that. Like, you know, just make He's it happen, dude.
1: He's the best of us. Love him so much.
2: Remember that homeless guy killed, that him, like he would kill that had oh the voice God. like a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> that like the Cavs the Cavs right. offered to make him their PA announcer. Yeah, in Cleveland. He was like, okay. "I'm uh, Golden Hits 96.8." <laughs> and he was just some random <laughs> homeless guy, you know. And then they gave him, I like, remember. a ton of money, you know, and Kraft Macaroni yeah. and Cheese made him their official voiceover guy uh, for a couple of years, I think. There. I'm impressed
1: at how much of this story you remember. But, yes, I do remember all well, of it. Well, his name was, like,
2: the golden voice. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was a my, MySpace thing. Uh, multiple MySpace uh, celebrities being brought up on, uh, on today's Ken's show. still on Bo MySpace. Burnham so and, follow him on. Yeah, Bo Burnham and, uh, and Kraft Macaroni and Cheese guy uh, <laughs> yep. are my only. My, that's my top eight. My top two. Yep. Well, Follow next week
1: where we talk about a homestar runner.
2: Oh man, I, I freak. If they brought that back, that would be big. Sure. I think they have brought yeah. it back. I think. Home star. What are you doing, Netflix? You got millions
0: <laughs> missing out.
2: <laughs> yeah, HomestarRunner.com is still working. Wow, man. I guess it's still a thing. Yeah. Strong, strong bad is a. Uh, has a Twitter account with ninety thousand follow, followers. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> this crazy. is
3: one of those things where the age difference between me and you guys is is a is a big no. Big, I don't really know. I'm sorry
1: on this, Brian. I yeah. knew of it just because, like, yeah. in computer lab, people would pull it up, but I was already too old for it. I was like, "This okay. is stupid. I hate yeah. this." So I'm kind of com- maybe I did not even know what that
0: was better. until like you don't know like what it is. the pan. No, I know yeah. what it was, but it was like literally like out. Oh, it's way out the door. Yeah. So super, like super it was quick. such a the yeah. pan.
3: That was something that I literally I didn't know what it was until a couple of years ago Tobin sent sent me a video or like I don't know a TikTok or something about it. It was like a very obscure reference type thing, and I was like, I have no idea what this yeah. is. Did and you ever read then, Maddox? No. The greatest
1: uh, website in the universe or whatever.
3: No, this guy
2: was No. Yeah. Just I read. Only
3: read the chive. You know that. That's
2: <laughs> yeah. all I've ever heard. I yeah. Uh, I told, I What's there. funny about this is, is is when it was popular, Richard, is when we were in high school, we were in computer lab. You're right. This yeah. was popular in computer lab. But computer lab. it was funny because it was popular because we had an entire like, year-long course of Flash. Flash yeah. animation. Where they're like, okay, this is going to be so big that we need to dedicate <laughs> A high kids' curriculum to, dedicate. to learn how to animate Flash. Yeah. And I never learned how to do it. And it it was dead like t- two years later, like after I got out of high school, Apple like said, all right, Flash is is not a thing anymore, guys. Like they officially did say stop supporting it on iPhones and stuff. And that's what killed it. But that was like a thing. Like if you don't learn Flash, you're pretty much never going to be able to learn to use a computer <laughs> as an adult. Like they were, that was what they told us. And and Homestar was like the, the pinnacle that's, of Flash animation. Well, I still f-
1: code. I mean, just to turn on the Zoom for this podcast. I you killed, did. You so coded it in Flash
2: <laughs> before you got on. Um, but yeah, I wish, I wish they had uh, dedicated that to like, <laughs> I don't know, HTML coding or something like, uh, I don't know, iPhone coding or something like that. Um, yeah, would have been great, but, uh, yeah, shout out to Homestar Strong Bad. All right. There's your, uh, there's your week, weekly, uh, Mad About Movies episode for this week. We hope you enjoyed the recommends. We hope you enjoyed some, some in the Heights talk with friend of the show, Ellen, VIP Ellen. By the way, you can talk to Ellen and all of us over on our Discord channel. Uh, just, uh, you know, add us, shoot us a message on there. We've got a bunch of different channels. The What I'm Watching channel is probably the most popular. People just kind of drop what they're watching and uh, find a lot of cool recommends on there. We do have a recommends channel. Uh, my a- my AMA, uh, my second AMA of the year is coming up. Um, I'm going to drop that, uh, that thread on Patreon this week. So please leave a comment on that and I will record the Ask Me Anything episode exclusively for our VIPs this week. And um, we'll uh, hopefully have one with all of us um, in the next couple of weeks as well as we round out June. But yeah, summer movies here. We're, um, uh, I don't know, 10 days away from Fast, guys. So that's all that matters Woo! at this point. <laughs> right? all that it's a
0: shame all. they didn't put it out on Father's Day. I don't know what they know. were thinking. They don't they care about family,
2: obviously. <laughs>
3: well they care so much about family they didn't want to take us away from our families on father day father's day that's what it was
2: well there you go we love you we thank you for listening uh please subscribe and uh come back next week we'll see you soon hey baby i hear the blues are calling Toss salads and scrambled eggs